Brian Fickers, and welcome back to the podcast, Random Podcast, me, Marquez, 3rd of January, 2017. I still don't have enthusiasm, but I'm no longer going to lie or care. Some of us just don't have enthusiasm, that's what I realized. Maybe I drank it all away. Maybe my hormones have disappeared. Low testosterone. Low enthusiasm. Don't know what I'm saying, but that was a great start. Well done. Pat in the back to me. 2017. New New Year. Same old me, huh? Same old me. Had an old man at the gym earlier. Compliment me four times on my slender legs. Nothing's changed, people. Nothing has changed. West Hollywood is still old. Same old. West of the Hollywood. I also heard one girl at the gym ask another girl how was her Christmas period or holiday period. And she said, girl, how did you hear I had the worst cramps ever? So I think they were both talking about different things and on different planets. Happy days, happy days. Great Christmas here. I left the wasteland known as LA and went to San Francisco. San Frankie. San Frankie is the locals like when you call it. They love when you call it San Francisco. Great time in the San Francisco. Actually, thank God, I'd stay here for work in LA. But I realized I did not hear my first Christmas song until Christmas Eve. How awful is that? How awful is that? LA, zero vibe, zero vibe. I wish someone happy Christmas. They told me they no longer ce- celebrate corporate holidays. That's when I knew I had to get out of town as a lover of Christmas. I'm a Christmas lover. Little drummer boy, lover is they call me. Little drummer boy, lover boy. Christmas Carol Hayes is what they call me on my birth cert. You can check it if you want. Public record. L.A. Public records. Little drummer boy, Christmas boy, Christmas Carol, lover boy Hayes. It's my official name. Not many people know that. But there you go. Little fun fact to start off 2017. Uh, my trip to San Fran started very well. Started very well indeed. For some reason going through security checkup. They thought I had a weapon in my pants. Did not have a weapon in my pants. But the guy who had to pat me down said, Look, I don't want to do this. I said, Why are you upset? You haven't even told me what you have to do. And he said, Look, it looks like there's something in your pants. Is there something in your pants? I said, No, there's not. He said, Well, this is unfortunate because I'm going to have to feel your genitals, and in around your anus area. I'm going to have to give him a thorough check. He said, sorry. I said, sorry. We both laughed. We both felt uncomfortable. Next minute, I had to do a kind of a lunge forward. He groped me inside the anus and genital area, give both a, a poke and a tug to make sure there was no bombs up there. There was no lethal weapons in my pants. I kept making the joke. Oh, there's one lethal weapon, all right. My voice was breaking as he groped me. Then I had to lunge the other way. 
We both nervously laughed. Was this, does this count as making love to a man? What is going on here? He's groping. I'm laughing, trying to make jokes. What are you? I only heard my first Christmas song last night. Can you imagine that? Oh, Jesus, your hand is up my ass. So that was good. Nice way to start the trip. Got even better. Flames packed. I put my bag up above whatever the seat, the bag place is called. It was kind of warm, but I was wearing my leather jacket. Stuck it up there as well in the overhead compartment. Schoolboy, this has happened to me before. I took a brief flight, it's only an hour up to San Fran. We land, take my jacket out of the overhead. Oh, yeah, I forgot the plane kind of goes up and kind of goes down. It messes all the stuff up there. Oh, that's nice. My jacket is ripped. There's a little, what would you say, three-inch rip? No, like a, I don't know, I can't. I don't know, at three inches, I thought for years I had a 14-inch Mac. Apparently it was only 12 what else have I been adding two inches on to people? That is the question. Let's just say it was a two-inch rip in my leather jacket. I was like, oh, that's nice. And also, the last time I flew up to San Fran, I did the exact same thing. Put my jacket in the overhead and it ripped. Something up there keeps ripping my jacket. You think I'd learn from my mistakes, but clearly I'm a clown, people. I'm a clown. So I was like, ah. Oh, this is nice, I'm going to show up. I have cousins in San Fran. The mighty Caliano, his wife, Arcelita, their son, Kino. Three-year-old cousin. I got my other cousin, Kevin. Kenny, as my cousin Keen calls him, Uncle Kenny. And then he calls me Auntie Mark. So that's nice. That was nice. And then my aunt, my godmother was up there, and my uncle. It's going to be an Irish Christmas up in San Fran. And me, the guy who's down in L.A. doing all these lovely normal stuff, shows up with a ripped jacket. That's going to look good. Cousin picks me up straight away. I tell him, here, look, my jacket ripped on the flight. I can't afford a jacket, but this was ripped on the flight, just ripped. I don't walk around with a ripped hole in my jacket all the time. I must have said that 20 times as we drove home 20 minutes back to his place. Uh, get in. I was like, oh, I'm going to see if there's a tailor open on Christmas Eve. Trying to fix my jacket quickly. It's the only one I brought with me. Because I'm a good packer. Why would you bring two jackets? Ursula asks me if we're going to the shop. Can you buy some clothes? Some clothes from mulled wine. Is this story making any sense? Basically, I ripped my jacket on the flight. Get to my cousin's, drop off my bag. It's still daytime, like three o'clock. I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's a tailor up around the corner. Maybe he can fix my jacket quickly and I can get on with my holiday. Get on with me, my relaxation. Because so far I've been stroked, groped, basically fingered in the anus. My jacket's ripped. It's been a dubious start to the Christmas holiday so I walk out stroll to the shop googling tailors near my cousin's place I notice there's a pub Nelly's close to where they live and it's now bright yellow it used to be a black colour 
I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's very bright. That's very yellow. I'm walking down the street. I noticed there's new palm trees. I found out later that the local residents could pick what trees they got to have planted on the streets. And they went with palm trees for some reason. This is not a palm tree area, but they went with palm trees. Anyway, I'm looking at the palm tree. <coughs> I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at this bright yellow pub. And next minute, a dog is walking past me, a big dog on a leash. And the dog jumps up onto me like he wants to lick my face. Not sure what kind of dog it is, but it's huge. I'm not a fan of random dogs jumping onto me, so I fall to the side, as you do. I fall into the tree, a palm tree, a new palm tree. Hasn't been there before. And if you don't know about palm trees, something I didn't know, they have these hard leafy sticks or something that come out of them you should f- next time you go off by a palm tree feel how hard those little sticks are that pop out of them there must be leaves or something but jesus they're like thick nails and anyway, i fall against the tree lo and behold what do you think rips even worse not even the same rip in my jacket but a new rip also on my sleeve but down further and this one is huge this is about a nine inch rip just rips my entire jacket open. Ah, oh, the dog goes away. The owner keeps walking. They don't care. I'm standing there, and now my whole jacket is just flapping in the wind. This is the greatest start to a holiday ever. I go to the shop. They don't have clothes. I'm not for two. Dude at the shop asks me why I'm wearing a jacket with a hole the size of a head in it. I tell him, he says, let's go to the tailor on the corner. So we walk to the tailor, two Chinese women. They tell me, sure, no problem, we can fix it. Come back in a week, maybe two. I tell him I'm only there for six days or so. They laugh, it's Christmas Eve. It's Friday, is it? They keep laughing when I ask them, do you think you could do this in an hour? They keep laughing. And laughing, so I leave to them laughing at me. So that's nice. Now I have no jacket. And it's freezing in LA, in San Fran, sorry. It's kind of warm in the sun, but then the minute you go into shade, oh boy, do I complain about being cold. So now I have no jacket. Go back to my cousin's house. They ask me, did you get clothes? I tell them no, but look at my jacket. It's ripped even more. They look at me like I'm deranged and demented. I tell them what happened. They tell me that's almost too hard to make up, so they believe me. That's the state where I am now with my stories. People don't believe me unless it's almost unbelievable and you couldn't make it up if you tried. So that's nice. Next minute we're going to mass. It's freezing. It's now dark. I do one of the most pikiest things I ever do. I try and figure out how will I fix this jacket. Because I can't go to mass without a jacket because it's freezing. My uncle tells me I should go to Goodwill and buy a jacket for myself. I tell him, uncle, I live in LA. I need style. I'll be lynched. They won't leave me back to LA if I show up with a jacket from Goodwill. Plus, do you really want a jacket from Goodwill? 
Anyway, Goodwill's closed that options out, so I go to the most sane option that pops into my head. I'll use some tape, some sellotape. I don't know what they call it in America. Hang on, I got some next to me. They just call it masking tape, I think. So I try to sellotape my jacket back together. They all look at me like, are you on drugs? Are you losing your mind? You're not going to mass wearing the jacket, sell a tape together. Are you actually a pikey? What is happening here? So I leave the jacket alone. We go to mass. It is freezing. This big, huge cathedral or mass, whatever it is. Jesus, it's cold. I forgot as well. People often ask me, has LA changed you? And I'm like, no. But then there was a children's choir at the mass. And all I could do was think... Their harmonies are awful. Can't even hear each other. Why is that girl singing words over that girl's different words? Should I go up there? I used to be a choir boy myself. Should I go and start singing along? Teach them the way. But I don't, obviously. I just sit there. Jesus, the priest's sermon was awful. Didn't know what he was on about. He was like a bad comedian who had two minutes material and he needed to make it 40 minutes long just rambling he was using a slide show projector on the side of a wall you're just like what are you on about going on about how Jesus isn't real science I don't know what he was saying if I wasn't a Catholic I'd be like okay this is not you haven't sold me kind of have to leave your brain at the door too if you think about it Oh yeah, this this sounds real. I also know it's been a while since I've been at Mass because instead of blessing myself, I started clapping at one point. That didn't go down well. But at least back in my cousin's place that night, it felt Christmassy. Christmas on Christmas Eve. That was my Christmas Eve. Happy times, happy days. Uh, good buzz. Just drinking tea the entire time. Too much booze in LA. My cousin's asking me, would you like a drink? I'm like, no, I would like tea and to detox. They're like, this must be boring for you. I'm like, this is heaven. Not been out every night watching movies, drinking tea around Irish people. This is joyful. It actually wasn't real. Shout out. Colin Arslita, Kenny and all the rest. She's Colin Arslita, some hosts. Munch there's on Christmas Day, what a munch. Ham, turkey, everything. Piles and piles and piles. They asked me if I wanted some bread at Christmas dinner. I told them no. Haven't they heard the news from LA? Bread is for poor people. About 15 people at the dinner table looking at me like I'm a clown. Bread is for poor people. That's what I want. people want to hear on Christmas Day and dinner when they're about to eat some bread with their soup. You know bread is for poor people? That went down well. I'm great at Christmas. If you'd like to book me for your next Christmas, let me know. Let me know. It actually was pretty mighty. Just eating. Oh Lord Jesus, at one point, at one point I was out in the kitchen 
making tea or something. I came back into the living room. There was about 15 people there. Everyone had been boozing away, tipping away. Happy days. And I walked in and the room went quiet. And I thought they were, my relations were trying to have an intervention for me. Everything froze. And next minute they just said, okay, Mark, we think you should do some stand-up for us. I was like, what? Do some stand-up. And then my godmother was like, it better be clean. It better be clean. Don't tell any dirty jokes. And I started sweating. And I was like, there's no way in hell I do my stand-up for ye here. I wish they were having an intervention for me. It would have been less uncomfortable, personally. I pretended someone was calling me from the kitchen, even though everyone was in the other room. I said, what? Uh, okay, I'll be back. Then I went out to the kitchen and I hid there for 15 minutes until they forgot about me doing stand-up for them. No hope in hell. Zero hope in hell. But on almighty Christmas Day. Spent the rest of it hanging out with my little cousin Kino, even though he's three. The more I hung out with him, the more I realized I am more demanding than a three-year-old. We are strolling around San Fran, and it's like hot. So you take off your jacket and your scarf, then you go into the shade, it's freezing. So you put it back on, then you keep walking, and it's hot again. So all I did was complain about being too hot and too cold all at the same time. My cousins were delighted. Then I kept going around. Where do you want to go, Mark? Uh, let's go to this place. Just going around to different tailors to see if they're open. Finally found one tailor who did a mighty job and I was good to go. Back in the game. San Fran all the way. Tried to do some shopping. I can't go shopping in San Fran. It's weird. I saw this grey jumper that I already have in black. I was like, oh, that's on sale. That's a nice jumper. I like it in black. Should I buy it? I should. But then I started thinking, but I have been black. How many times am I going to wear a jumper in L.A.? Chris, the cold season's almost over. Should I buy it? Should I not? So I put it back in the rack. We kept walking around. I said, around Union Square. I was like, here, I'll be back there in five minutes. I'm going to buy that jumper. Walking back over along. Go back to the shop, pick up the jumper. I'm like, eh, I kind of have another grey jumper as is. Do I really need this jumper? Am I just buying it for the sake of buying it because it's Christmas? Do I need more stuff? This is a nice jumper, though. It's nicer than the other grey jumper I have. But do I need it or do I not? So I went back without buying it again. And they were like, where's the jumper? And I said, oh, I didn't need it. And then they were like, but it's a, it's on sale, isn't it? It's a good deal. I was like, yeah, it is all right. And they're like, so buy it. I was like, nah, because I have another grey one. They zoned out. So the next hour, I just thought, should I buy it? Should I not? 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 Eventually, my cousin said, why are you so quiet? Are you think about that jumper? And I said, I am. And they said, go back and buy the bloody jumper. So I went back and I bought the jumper and I bought a shirt. Exactly like another shirt I have. Boom. I'm great at that kind of crap. I almost lost my mind before in San Fran. If you've read my book, you might remember trying to pick a pair of shoes to go to their wedding. Should I buy the black shoes? Should I buy the navy shoes? What about these white shoes? Why am I buying shoes? I'm only going to wear shoes for the wedding. 
this is a stupid investment. Should I buy black runners that look like shoes? But you can't use them with a suit, or can you? Hmm, let's torment my mind over and over. Jesus, I wish I wish I didn't have indecision. I'd like to say for 2017. Do you know what? For 2017, I'm getting rid of indecision. I swear to God, it's gone. Hopefully. I think it's like my old classic joke. Women love a confident man. I think. Pretty sure they do. Classic. Thank you. Anyway, all in all, pretty good. Some weird things up in San Fran, all right. We were at a party one day. It's always odd when a woman is flirting with me in front of her husband. That's always fun. Thought that was just an L.A. thing. But no, appears it happens in San Fran, too. People with a 9-to-5 job talk to me. They realize what I do. They're after a few drinks and next minute they're flirting with me while sitting next to their husband. At one point, I think she was trying to be cool with me. And her son was there, a young son. And he was shouting or something. Why did she call her son again? It was so weird. <laughs> Thank God my other cousin heard it. She called him a, a sissy because he was... Because he was wearing a pink top or something. He's such a sissy in pink. I was like, is that not your son? Did you dress him? She was like, yeah. It's like, all right, this is odd. I'm going to pretend I'm getting texts on my phone. So I was on my phone the whole time. Then I came back in. Son was screaming or something. Everyone, they're just going crazy. Ran into a wall. I said something like, Jesus, how would you have kids? You must have some patience. She told me, oh, he was a mistake. I'm not even joking. So that was nice. Nice little chit-chat. Husband on the other side of me. Uh, asking me about my book or something. Couldn't understand why I called it random and not random. Two of them asking me for my number. Wife on one side, the husband on the other. All no, great time. Great time indeed. I pretended I was getting phone calls. Off I went to the other side of the party, mingling on, prancing about. Uh, good times though, good times, didn't booze too much. My cousins thought that something was wrong and I said, no, I enjoy this having tea. I did put on 14 pounds of tea weight. I must have had 44 cups of tea back to back every day, so that was nice. I did go up boozing last night. Uh, did an old 12 pub crawl don't think my cousins knew I had that planned but I said ah sure might as well see as much of San Fran as we can we went on a pub crawl I'm a fan of San Fran ended up in some weird bar I don't know if it was a strip bar what the hell kind of bar this was who knows it was funny though funny all night and then I flew back to L.A. on Thursday. I had a stand-up gig at the comedy store. And I was DJing at the Sky Bar. My flight was at 1.20, I think. Get to the airport. Kind of hungry. What do I do? Like an absolute idiot. I have some airport sushi. Why would I do that? I do not know. 
I don't even know if it was the sushi or what, but I'm going to say it was. Because, oh lord, did I get a euphemism known as stomach flu. It's a layman known as diarrhea. Jesus. I was just like, oh no. The stomach terrorists have struck. I knew I was not in for a good time on the flight. Somehow managed to get the front row. Thank God. Jesus, thank God. The minute the plane got into the air, I was into the bathroom. And I don't think I left. Oh, no, I tried to leave once. Spent ages in the bathroom. Weeping. Weeping out of my body in every possible form. And I was like, I can't stay in here. I gotta go back to my seat and try and be normal. Jesus, my body rejected whatever came into it. Sat back down, front row, middle seat. Plane took a little hop, little air pocket. My bowels, my stomach went up and down, and I ran back to the bathroom. Stayed there for most of the flight. So that was nice. I flew toilet class. It's one step above private class. It's very nice. Spend your whole time in the bathroom. Coming out sweating. Covered in tears. Surprised I didn't pass out. Jesus, it was awful. Then I was getting an Uber back from LAX to my board. It's like a 50-minute drive, I think. And the Uber driver had seen me do stand-up before. And he wanted to talk. And I was just in the back seat, trying not to puke, sweating. Window open, window down. I was like, oh, God, my mouth was watering. I was trying not to sneeze. My stomach, my bowels, everything about me was about to explode. This was awful. What had I done? God, forgive me. Why are you punishing me like this? Jesus, I'm sorry I criticized those children's Christmas choir. I'm sorry I criticized that priest who used to work in science, but he lost his faith in science, so he became a priest or something, he said. Whatever his sermon was about, some Dutch children's story that was horrendous and not relevant to his point i'm sorry i was mocking everyone god i sorry i said bread is for poor people so please make my bowels stop doing what they're doing we were stuck in traffic again with the uber driver and he's just like hey man you got some stories i remember your stories why don't you tell me a story to pass the time and i just said no man i can't i'm struggling here I couldn't string two words. And he said, ha, ha, ha. Say that again, buddy. I can't hear you. And I said, look, man, sorry not to be rude. But I'm actually just, I just hope I don't puke. That's what I'm kind of focusing on. And he was just like, oh, man, that's hilarious. What happens next? And I was like, oh, God. I'm still going to give you five stars. But please stop talking to me. Eventually, after 25 minutes, he got the picture that I didn't want to tell him the stories. So then we got home and I passed out. I mean, I passed out. But it was, for some reason, I was like, nah, I can't let my bowel stand in the way of doing a gig. I was telling another comedian, he's like, yeah, man, if we got hit by a car, we'd be up on stage that night. Nothing can stop us. I did think these bowels would stop me because, God almighty, it was awful. But I had invited people to this show. 
this girl, it was her birthday, she was bringing a group with her, and I was like, I can't sh- not show up now, it's at the comedy store, I want to go perform, Shows at 8, I was weeping on my toilet at 8, I eventually got there about 9, sweating, looking like death, praying, the amount of modium in my body, praying it would hold up, just sweating, people talking to me, I was like, get away from me, get away from me, I'm going to puke, get away, get away, get away, pretend I did the set, and I actually did it really well, it's actually a good laugh, unfortunately, I laughed at one point, and that laugh rippled through my body as I was standing on stage in the belly room, I felt, oh god, I am going to shit my pants, diarrhea on stage, this is happening, so I got one laugh, and I think I got the light. I had a few minutes left, but I couldn't. I got a, a big laugh, and I said, right, that's me. My bowels are kicking in. Goodbye, people. Left them wanting more. Maybe that's a tip. End on a high note. Get out, get in, get out. Run to the bathroom, grab your jacket, and start weeping out your body once again. That was lucky. Lucky I didn't defecate on stage. That would have been messy. Somehow survived a four-hour DJ set after it. Almost passed out three times. People coming up to me. It's actually busy, too. This girl came up to me at one point. She was like, do you like this photo of me? She was hot. And I was like, oh, let me see. And it was just her naked holding flowers. LA is very odd, but that's what people do at times. And I said, oh, yeah, that is a nice photo. And then she came back up again later and she said, hey, we're going to have a party. You should come. You should definitely come. It's at my place. And I was like half an hour to go, just standing in the same spot, staring at the wall, praying I wasn't going to poo my pants. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe another time. I can't really come now. It's just like stuff's happening. And she said, come on, you have to come. It's at my house. It's an after party. And I was like, sweat dripping into my eyes. Maybe she thought I was aloof. Maybe she thought, maybe she liked that. She was very hot. So I kept saying I couldn't go to the after party. She kept telling me it was less of an after party and more of a party with her. And eventually I just said, look, I've diarrhea. You got to stop asking me. I can't talk. And she gave me the dirtiest look I've had in a while. And then she left with all her friends. So that was nice. Nice way to end the night. I did think I beat it all the next day. But no, I kept coming back round two, round three, round four. I do remember as well. Something uh, when I was in San Fran said they were sick. And the first thought that popped in my head was like, oh, I bet you there's people in L.A. that would think, Oh, lucky you, you're getting all skinny after Christmas. Then I get sick, lose some weight. And the amount of people that call me a bastard for losing weight after Christmas, very high. That's just LA friends, though. I got other friends as well who put on weight over Christmas. And they were jealous that I got sick and pooed it all out of my body. It's nice. Giving you some great, great info here, people. And then, what's it like to be back in L.A.? I was out the other night. 
girl told me she was out celebrating and i asked her how come she said almost 400 people took a screenshot of one of my snapchats that's what people celebrate in la happy days new year's eve working i had a guy come up to me on new year's eve packed bear and he's like hey man i'm here with a recording artist he's the next big thing in bulgaria is it cool if he came behind the decks and sings a few songs songs just looking at him like is this a wind up honestly is this a wind up oh and then there's Jesus people in LA are mental I had a girl that I met once she sent me a message like about two weeks before Christmas hey we should spend Christmas together if you're around it would be so much fun I cannot spend Christmas with you last week she sent me a text just that I met my soulmate unlucky by I didn't reply to that one either and then New Year's Eve I get hey what are your plans tonight these people are psychotic psychotic and then I think two days later I noticed that she was posting on Snapchat that she got engaged what the hell is going on with people I don't know but the sanity levels in LA are low. I'm still nauseous. I've been nauseous for five days, I'd say. And as I said to myself yesterday, how do women survive pregnancy? Jesus. Be nauseous. Brutal. Am I going to puke? Am I not? Am I going to poo? Am I going to puke? What is going on? The countdown of New Year's Eve. Been nice. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yay. And I had to pop in the modium. Just to make it through the night. I just wanted to take a nap. But the bar was too packed. It's always a good sign when you want a nap on the stroke of midnight. January 1st. I think it's getting better. I did ring my buddy yesterday. This is an old Irish trick for anyone listening. Instead of going to the doctor, just tell your friend your symptoms. And he will tell you, ah, you'll be grand. I had that before. Sure, I had that last week and I'm fine now. Your arms hanging off? Yeah, it'd be grand. Should have happened to me. Remember that happened to me back in the day and I was grand. Does blood coming out of your eyes? Ah, you'll be alright, sure. Lots of bit of blood. Sure, that's a good sign. Sure, that's a lucky sign, isn't it? Happy days. Happy, happy days. Alright, that's it. That's the end of my jibber. Great to be back. Great to be back. Till next time, if you want to see more on Twitter, at TrickDo, T-R-I-C-K-A-D-U-U. Same for Instagram. All the best. Marquez.tv. Check out my books. Lay Christmas present for anyone. Random, random, or pre-done before I came to LA. All right, until next time. Gadook-a-doo, gadook-a-doo. Gadook-a-doo, gadook-a-doo. Gadook, go on, John. Gadook, gadook, gadook.